Hey, hey, Winning on Main Street listeners. Today, we are taking a look back at some of the key messages we've been discussing during this first quarter of 2022. The following is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end client experience platform that helps you get the job, manage the job, and get credit. How can you get your business moving better? You know, we're just coming out of winter, getting into spring. What better time than right now to position yourself for the next stage of growth? So here are five key points you can take away to help get yourself off to a better rest of 2022. Point number one, client experience client experience, how are you going to improve it? I mean, the biggest thing, the biggest thing we all keep hearing about is that small businesses need to provide a better client experience. That was the main theme of my discussion with Hank Ebling. He's the guy who runs H4 Training outside Chicago. Hank made the point, why is it that a small business owner does a great job on, you know, fixing your electrical at your house or replacing your roof or upgrading your pool but can't promptly answer an email or return a phone call or send an estimate. I think most small business owners think selfishly, well, you know, this works well for me, or this is ideal for me, or this is convenient for me and the business. Well, the business is not about you. You're not the customer. So I think it's just changing and reframing the mindset to that. We all know when we are customers elsewhere, how annoying and frustrating things are. So just think about what that could be like for your customers with your business. So I think it's good to maybe do a little self audit and go through your website, your phone number, everything in your business and just see what could be pain points for somebody and, and make it easier or eliminate it. Many small business owners are busy doing what they think is the real work, the stuff they're hired to do, and they don't want to waste the time on what they think is busy work. Makes sense, right? Except What they think of as busy work, what a lot of us think of as busy work is what a lot of customers think of as customer service. Remind me via text when you're coming to my house. Send me an email or text with the itemized price. Send me a bill I can pay via my smartphone. This is just standard stuff that we as consumers have all frankly been trained to expect. And the point I'm making is you as a small business owner can make this all happen very easily with the right software. It's just table stakes today to running a small business or really any successful business. Big companies do this super well. You've heard us talk about, you know, Amazon lets you track the package right up to your door. Domino's lets you track the pizza from the oven to your house. Uber lets you track the car as it's pulling up to your driveway, all on your smartphone. Small businesses need to start offering the same thing or customers will just go elsewhere. Thrive is one software that lets you do this very easily and seamlessly. There are others. Everything integrates with your website, your lead gen marketing, and Thrive can even build you the website and do the marketing too. Do this, don't ignore it, or you'll find your customers will just use someone who's easier to do business with. Point number two, starting a business. How are you going to think about starting your new business? You know, Many people coming out of the great resignation wanted to start a business. There's many ways to do this. Starting a side hustle can be a great way to get started as an entrepreneur. 
we spoke with Charles Alexander. He's the director of the Tennessee Small Business Development Center, or SBDC. He shared the idea that a side hustle provides a proof of concept. I love this, a proof of concept. Because you don't know if your business idea is really going to work. Side hustle provides a proof of concept all while you're still working a job that's helping you pay the bills. He also says, Charles, <clears throat> growing your business on the side while you continue to work your day job is a solid way to ensure when you do make the transition to the new gig full-time that you will still be able to pay your bills. The first year goal I generally tell people is to try to replace a certain percentage of your income. Be willing to put in the time and effort, make way less per hour than you probably previously did, but that first year make a certain percentage of what you made and have the rest saved in case we can't cut any additional expenses. Uh, and then year two, double it. And year three, double it. And that's not something you can do in perpetuity, but it's very doable in those first two to three years. You don't have to just jump out and start your new business and hope it all works and hope you can pay your bills. Charles's model is if you've got a day job, you can start the side hustle, start to replace some income with the side hustle income, then a little more, then a little bit more. He talks about it over a couple of years, but Maybe you can do it over a couple of quarters or even over a couple of months. It's just the concept of doing something on the side while you still have your day job to help pay your bills, prove out the concept. And also, you know, it's often just easier to get things started while you still have uh, the day job to sort of keep your income coming in and that makes you feel busy. It's very tough to start a business when it's just you and the four walls looking at a blank sheet of paper. So that's Charles Alexander. Point number three, launching a business so you're not just buying yourself a job. An all too common pitfall when starting a business, people just end up buying themselves a job. What do I mean by that? We interviewed Corey Harris. He joined us with his business partner, Julie Traxler. Uh, they're business coaches at SB Pace in Richmond. People oftentimes just buy themselves a job. They, they, they start a business. They work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. They're not doing anything to help improve the business. They're not working on strategy and they're not working on long-term goals. And the whole concept of firing yourself is to get yourself out of that day-to-day minutia so that you can start focusing on the big picture. But it's a lot of process work, understanding what you do in your business, who does your business, finding those gaps, figuring out all of the things that you're doing that don't add value or that you can outsource. Introduce this concept of firing yourself as a way to get out of the day-to-day operations of the business so you can focus on the bigger picture. Try to fire yourself from all these day job, uh, you know, sort of day-to-day operations of the business that you tend to get mired in. Part of the way you can fire yourself is to automate as many of the trivial tasks as possible. You know, it's like my favorite topic, right? People often overlook this essential step because they don't want to invest the time or resources required to get, get up and running with software. But what they're overlooking is the compounding effect that comes into play once those systems and processes are in place. You want to have software that can automate the trivial tasks of sending out the reminders and the notifications and the bills and you know things like that, accepting payments. The more you automate the trivial tasks, the more you can focus on growing the business. So your goal really has to be to focus on the big picture stuff like you know meeting customers and growing the business and developing new strategies and not on trivial tasks that could be done, frankly, by software. Point number four, know your numbers. We hit this in a couple of ways this past quarter. Every business owner needs to own their know their numbers. You ever watch Shark Tank? Quickest way an entrepreneur gets fried is 
when they don't know their numbers. And the sharks can smell that mile coming away. You need accurate bookkeeping to be able to borrow money and also to make accurate, quick business decisions. You also need to know your data to know what products or services are generating profit for you. Or even if you're really making money and not just a business with revenue and little or no profit. Yeah, that is a real problem. Too many small businesses under, underprice their services and end up with bad margins that ultimately cause them to fail. You know, the number one cause of business failure is lack of cash flow. They think they're doing okay because money's coming in the door, but it's all really going back out. And after you know you do your taxes, you realize nothing, nothing left to pay yourself. That's why smart business owners have adopted the profit first formula we discussed on the show with Stephen King. Remember that episode? No, not the author Stephen King. This Stephen King is in Houston. He runs Growth Force, an outsourced accounting partner. It all comes down to pricing. You know, cash flow is is always a function of not pricing enough to generate some free cash flow. Well, it starts with having the data to tell you what do you need to price your work at in order to survive, in order to make the profit you need to live the life you want to, and then to be able to explain why you're worth it. We also spoke with another outsourced accounting partner, Danielle Hayden. She runs Kickstart Accounting. Danielle started her outsourced accounting firm because she found, oh, what's coming here, too many small business people who just didn't understand their numbers. I realized that they were able to make these really amazing decisions very quickly, right? They had the data behind them. So when we went to go make a, a decision, it was based on facts and not emotion. And around the same time, I was doing some volunteer work at a local entrepreneurship hub. And I kept on hearing the same thing over and over again from entrepreneurs. I can't create a budget to get lending because I don't have bookkeeping or I can't make the next business decision because I don't know what my numbers are and I don't have bookkeeping. I want to bring that same quick and powerful business decision making tools to entrepreneurship that I saw used in the boardrooms. Danielle does the accounting for you, but beyond that, she really wants to help you entrepreneurs get better at understanding your numbers. And I just, you know, couldn't agree more. So know your numbers. Our last point, point number five, fix your mindset. Fixing your mindset is a key uh, issue for really any business person, but especially for new entrepreneurs. And this topic came up in our discussion with Mikey Moran, the head of private label extensions, which this is a guy who's had business uh, successes and failures for over a decade. He uh, talked about his days in the food truck business. Uh, now he's in the hair extension business. And uh, it's a pretty fascinating story how he's built this business up. And uh, he says, you know, as, you business, as your business grows, it becomes more and more critical that you approach it with the right mindset. Like any entrepreneur, you grow and learn through the ups and downs of any business. Mikey, uh, and his you know, private label extensions, he says, the quicker we can push past our failures, the quicker we will find success on the other side. I love that because you know, just about any business person, small business or big business person has experienced a lot of failure. And those who succeed are the ones who can push past it. Famous quote from Thomas Edison. He said, I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 
ways to do something that don't work. You know, it's just however you want to categorize it. You know, everybody has to experiment and try things until they get to the right answer. So Mikey says, no matter how great you think you are, there's always somebody better. And as an entrepreneur, you need to be curious, open-minded, and realistic. As an entrepreneur, I say you have to be very curious. You have to be like an investigator in business. You have to kind of really research and see how people are doing things. And um, just, you know, you have to be really open-minded and understand that, you know, no matter how great you think you are, there's always somebody better. And it's really important about, you know, figuring out what your weaknesses are and hiring the strengths to be around you. And on this episode, he talks a lot about his partner and partners who can do many of the things that are not his strengths. So Mikey Moran, Fixing Your Mindset. And that's it. Pretty busy Q1. More exciting episodes teed up for Q2. And we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please, if you did, please give us a five-star review and tell a friend or colleague to subscribe. Thanks and see you next week.